Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Listening Show. I'm still Walter. And it's still Zach. It's both of us together as friends and co-hosts. Today, we very intentionally decided to talk about nothing specific. I was just saying to Zach, we've been too organized. We've had spells of having no topics. Recently, we've had topics or no we're going to talk about. And so he said, you want to have a topic? I went, no. So there's a good chance we're going to stumble. Let the stumbling be. Oh, no, I hope I don't fall. What is that from? Do you know what that's from, that Vine reference or whatever no. kind of reference it is? You've heard what I'm talking about, the audio bit? No, but it sounded like Carl from Family Guy. Is his name Carl? From Family Guy? Yeah. Now, 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 that guy. Oh, that guy. I don't know his name. Oh, no. That guy. It kind of has that kind of voice. With but the it's falling bathtub gag. Yeah, guy. I don't know what it's from, but... It's like this sound bite that they put in front of a bunch of memes. Oh, no, I hope I don't fall. Never heard it. Really? It's normally about like, like, yeah, it's like supposed to be like kind of flirty or whatever. Uh, it's like, oh, I hope this doesn't happen, even though they do hope it happens. I don't know. Makes me wonder about a lot, origin of a lot of things. I was thinking about how certain memes or sounds from certain memes are just incorporated into everybody's lexicon in their brain. So some soundbite like that, there'd be millions of people who just know it and it's instantly funny. And I just thought that was interesting how it works. The reason I thought that I guess is because I was watching um, some guy playing SCP containment breach, but what he, it's a good idea. He had uh, fans or viewers submit mods of the game so they just they basically turn the game into a YTP. They, they they just turn into a pile of shit, and so the wall textures are memes, and then the characters walking around say dumb lines, or just just sound <laughs> sound effects for when you step. Everything is messed up. Yeah, wildly entertaining, great idea. Yeah, it's, I think it's a new series. Um, anyway, I was just thinking about wow, I know a lot of these obscure references for sounds and visuals, and I wonder how many other people clearly lack will know about them. Mm-hmm. And so I was just thinking how interesting it is, <laughs> how that exists, how that's a thing. Yeah. So, you know, those like perfect, I, I don't know if it's, I would describe them as perfect moment memes, but like everyone looks at that and go, that was so, it's like so funny or quintessentially like, per, like meme. Like you, like everyone looks at that, like that's a meme. Cause a it's video something or about a picture. It. Either okay. just the, a joke, but it's in usually in GIF form or in meme form where it's like that was per, that was a perfect what it was was perfect. Like the per, the thing that I can think of is the conversation. I think it's in like South Africa or something. The first one that comes to mind is the guy who's why are you gay? And then the guy <laughs> then the guy says something about well, I think it's who? you are gay. And then he you, says, yeah, you are gay. I think you that's are gay. It. Yeah, like it. that, like a whole thing. It's just perfect from beginning just to that, end. Just that 10 second, whatever it is, yeah. excerpt on its own. Yeah, it's, it's just a it's perfect. endlessly entertaining. Because there's so much you can just derive out of it from yeah. beginning to end. Like it's just like immediately this guy with a very strong <laughs> accent is talking about something that's modern culturally. And you're like, I want to know what this guy thinks about that. And then he's got a guest. But and it's like he's copying all these mannerisms from. Like a different, like you wouldn't normally associate that accent with newsroom, I guess is what I'm saying. Maybe that sounds racist. Maybe but that, no, maybe that's just funny to us in our yeah, culture. But exactly. to them in their culture, it's like, that's the news. That's you know? the, yeah, that's yeah. to our news would sound funny. But, but anyway, something about the, like them, him being sensitive about the topic and then asking that question in that insensitive of a way 
was so perfect. And then you are gay. You know what's like, funny to me so, is how a joke or a meme can be reused. How many uses can 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 be derived from it? So, mm-hmm. for example, that one. Oh, I don't know the setup, but it's used as a punchline. It's just the because we all know that meme so mm-hmm. well. There's a screenshot of you know him looking at his guest with no caption on, just that screenshot, mm-hmm. and you know that means why are you gay? Yeah. So yeah. you know, like a video with um, like a guy saves a kitten, and there's like a bunch of dislikes, and then just, so it's like. It was like a thousand dislikes and look at the thousand dislikes like this, you know, <laughs> okay. so yeah, I, it's really fascinating to see memes be created and evolved. So, man, I was thinking yesterday cause I was listening to Endgame. I was thinking, man, I was so happy to be alive and see those movies come out, but also the memes were just as good. I loved the memes. So many of them. And that's happened with several things. So, Maybe not most recently, but more recently, we watched Invincible together. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun watching the memes come out of that, you know? Yeah. But uh, I think the most popular one lately is look what they need to mimic a fraction of our power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's, it just keeps devolving. So here's a f- version of a meme. They block out the subtitles and leave remaining letters <laughs> yeah. to spell out something else. Yeah. That's a good joke, but then that joke can be used many ways. Yeah. I can't think of a version of it, but you know, I just, that, that's the fun part to me is how much can a meme be milked? Yeah. Yeah. And there's some really creative stuff. Yeah. There's oh, this, man. there's a principle, an artistic principle, which is making the universe out of a, what do they say? If you try to, I think John Mayer said this in a TikTok. Is this is where I heard it? Other people have said it better, but the last version I heard was John Mayer said, "Every time I try to write a song about the universe, it's too big, but then I pick a small thing, and somehow the universe comes out of it." Like he said, "I'll just pick like like breakfast, and that's a really small thing compared to the universe." But then, if you really dig into breakfast, you'll realize how many things you can pull out of breakfast, and it's like the best stuff he writes is about tiny little things that he pulls the universe out of. It's the same idea of if you give more constraints to a thing, then you can be funny within those very small, like memes are like that. Mm-hmm. Like you have one frame, but you can pull off a million jokes out of it. And that's what makes them funny. The constraints, as you call them, make them funny. Another example yeah. that I just thought of is, you know, like <clears throat> I like watching the TF2 videos, the Gmods, the SFM, the bad animations of those characters. Mm-hmm. What's so funny about it is there's nine characters they have a finite amount of voice lines. Mm-hmm. So you have to mix these lines and characters millions of ways. You have a limitation, but millions of different ways. And that's where the creativity and the humor comes from. Yeah. That's why. I like, and the Michael Rosen poops. Yeah. YouTube poops are kind of. Yeah. They kind of get like that. Another example is Photoshop fights where you get, you take a, like you've done it on your Instagram where you take a picture of a generic pose or something that's silly. And then just people just have Photoshop wars where they, make the funniest photoshop they can that's fun it's super fun the most recent one i saw is did you see the one with the girl who's taking a nap in the student lounge no in the chair she's got this really awkward pose in this like (laughs) chair and she's like passed out and so they take this pose of hers and they like superimpose it for all these awesome situations it looks like she's like dodging attacks or something she's like (laughs) it makes me laugh you got to see some of those. Yeah. That's probably my favorite. Probably uh, favorite just thing to just look at is like one. They did it with um, 
Oh, shoot. They've done it a lot of different times with a lot of different people. Yeah. I love Photoshop, though. Oh, my gosh. I think some of the hardest laughs I've had in my life were based on Photoshop's. Hmm. Either, like, coming up with ideas in my head or, like, you know, seeing them executed or or looking up to see if they exist. Like, seriously, I'll, I'll like, look things up. Like, I want to see if this is a thing. And everything is a thing now because of Photoshop, but... It's just a matter of if you can find it, like it exists yeah. somewhere or the idea in someone's head or yeah. yeah, we've had video. We had a video idea where it was like a small, I don't know. It's, it could be a vine. It's that small of an idea, but the idea was a long time ago uh, you were editing or something and I was trying to get your attention and I realized it, this would be a funny sketch is you just ignoring me and me being ridiculous in the background. But how we determined that is like, what I actually said was, hey, man, I've been look, working out. Check out my muscles. And then you were like, whatever, that's okay. And then I told, I, I don't remember who had the idea, but it, 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 devol- it came to a joke where I walk into the room and there's a Photoshop image of a bodybuilder's chest, like just a huge muscly chest, just very crappily superimposed over my body. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, I've been working out. Check this out. And there's maybe two or three images that are very just kind of shakily I, it's over crappy. my body. I, I remember this yeah. too. I remember being one image where the skin tone doesn't match. It's a little yeah. too big and it's just crappily hovering like over you. Yeah. And like and I, the final joke is when you leave the room, you close the door, the body's still there. Then it disappears. Like, yeah, a, I like turn late. around and yeah, like the, 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 still the body flips. Yeah. But it's just crappy. It just flips a little too late and then my, the door closes and then it <laughs> pop disappears. And the, you're the joke for me is yeah I'm not paying attention yeah I'm staring at the screen I said Zach I would but I'm I'm really busy right now and I'm watching something dumb and mm-hmm. I was specifically it was Liam Neeson with a fire extinguisher bashing guy's face on loop <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like <laughs> Liam Neeson. mindlessly staring at him. Liam Neeson Liam Neeson Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson. <laughs> check out my muscles fine I've been working on my tr- my triceps and like it's like I'm- <laughs> <laughs> Very, I'm working on my triceps. It's it's like my pecs. It's one of these. <laughs> like, you don't even know what your muscles are. <laughs> it's my arm. Yeah, but that's like an example of and like even things that you have photoshopped in the past. I remember having laughing fits. So I couldn't breathe because because you were. I can't remember some of them, but I know I I can imagine me underneath your bunk bed where you were editing. Yeah, and photoshopping a. A picture oh i was just thinking about that too i i was gonna say i remember you laughing at me doing videos but i was like what pictures i remember a couple do you they were battlefield server banners yeah and so basically yeah, one funny. of them was like photoshopping yeah. liam neeson's face in a soldier's <laughs> uniform so he's like smiling but it's, <laughs> yeah. and then um yeah. <laughs> one of them was like that him smiling and then me smiling like we're both <laughs> smiling together <laughs> something like that <laughs> you had, you had, and i was like you should just make a whole scrapbook of you and liam neeson together <laughs> on photoshop <laughs> just like me and liam <laughs> liam and me it was so dumb yeah. i remember one of them fairly well. Like, why? Opposite of each other. Liam needs to in. Yeah. Like a 90s sitcom coming. Me leaning <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. So you join the, the idea is you join this Battlefield 4 server. <laughs> and you see the rules. And you see this picture. Like, Liam needs to in. Who's this guy? And why is Liam needs on the cover of the server? <laughs> yeah. I'm crying. Uh, 
<laughs> or the one you did with Shia LaBeouf too. Oh yeah, you did one with right. Shia. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that was a more recent one. But what I think what I did is I, I think the one you're talking about is I took the Fortnite cover photo with the four players uh-huh. and I made all of them Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Instead of Fortnite, it said do it. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It did, didn't it? Oh my gosh. I love Photoshop, man. It's another one of those constraint things. It's like you apply the constraints and that enables the jokes. I mm-hmm. think like every every kind of joke works like that. Like if you look at comedians, like stand-up comedians, what do they do first? They set up a joke. So they, they, here's the parameters for this joke. And the, another parameter is they have to say it and they're on stage. So there's already some constraints. And so that makes it funny. But But the beginning, the lead up to every joke is... Here's the setup. I was walking in my car, and then there was another, this guy walks up to me, and he says, hey, you're that guy from the... You know, and they, they, they set the stage first, and then they throw the joke in there. It's just like a... The, that's the part you don't expect. Mm-hmm. But the constraint is, this is a situation that you can imagine yourself in easily. I like... Would you call them milking jokes or devolving jokes? So yeah. Deteriorate. They just slowly Jim devolve. Jim has a bit about... Oh, several bits where he talks about something and he just keeps getting like horse. I remember he had like a long string of horse jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, he just keeps milking material and he, he does a fourth wall joke about how the audience is getting annoyed. Like, stop talking about horses and he keeps in that like and that, girl voice. That what is this guy doing? Yeah. yeah. So I like jokes like that. There's oh, probably a word for it, but yes, I think almost all jokes have constraints. Um, if the constraints are loose or if the setting is open, it's usually a subversion. So like a fart in a in a normal space, this, the constraint is, I guess, the social cavity. setting <laughs> is the rectum. <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> the constraint is... Anal cavity is, more, is, yeah. is funnier. No, I think it's... I guess, <laughs> I don't know. A fart isn't really a joke, I guess. But I'm going to go ahead and say... Yeah, let's pretend it is for this. Well, I was moving. I was oh, you, stepping back. Yeah, I was thinking about how it's an interesting observation. Yeah, most jokes. If I not think all every joke come from yeah. the fact that you're working within boundaries, and you, this is how you navigate or use the space. Anytime, it's anytime, part of it. Yeah, anytime I've been on like a roll or something. <sighs> You know how you've gotten into these modes yeah. where you're like in front of people or something and then you just joke, joke, uh-huh. joke, joke and everybody's laughing and they keep coming. Mm-hmm. And you, like for me, every time that happens, it's when I get into like a headspace of one thing and I obsess about it. Mm-hmm. Like I told this, um, I, I, I bought a chip. Chipotle burrito. I already talked about this, this same burrito on this podcast, I think, <laughs> but it was so bad. And so ba- constraints of joke were. I went to Chipotle and I like Chipotle, but this time it was bad. And you could say that and be done with it. Like the same way that you could have this, you know, invincible scene with Mark and that could just be the scene with Mark or whatever. But it became, let's look into this deeper and I'm going to talk about how bad this Chipotle burrito was, or let's look into this deeper and realize you can take this text for this invincible Mark meme and just, you know, make a new meme out of this. But anyway, you, you go into it and then I started just ripping this, in the, you know, figuratively ripping this burrito apart by talking about how just bad it was in every way. And I had the, and I had whatever room I was in just in, I think I was talking to my family. I went to the house and I started just going off on this Chipotle burrito for about 10 minutes. And everybody, including myself was like, in, we were just in stitches. And I remember being like, man, that was fun. And the constraint was, this is a bad burrito. 
I don't know. Makes me want to makes me want to box a bunch of little things and then see if there's jokes in there. We do that. We do that. Right. We have we have we a do setup. that. We have a joke like that, which is <clears throat> it's a uh, I don't know what you call it, but the joke is you set up a tagline and then you each deliver a punchline. Life is like chess. Life is like chess, mm-hmm. and your delivery is or whatever your answers are. Oh man. Well, we could play a game right now. I oh, think yeah. we should. It's a good exercise. Yeah, but no, let's not do the chess. Not, not one. that one. We already played that one out. So that's the, that's uh-huh. the idea of the joke yeah. game. You want we pick a tagline. We take turns just delivering punchlines to it and see if you yeah. can land on it. That's that's the idea of exhausting the material, yeah. milking out a better nugget. I don't yeah, know. Uh, boys are like so. No, let's not let's not do the like. Okay, because I think we did a couple of those. What else did we do? Oh, man, we had other ones. I can't think of a different of, form, formula, though. All right, well, I'll have yours ready. I'll think, well, we'll, we'll pit a tagline against each other, Okay. to be fair, and we'll pick okay. the tagline, tagline we like. Uh, this is tough. It is not easy. My legs are so hairy. I mean, that's a setup. You just got... Pick a setup now or a tagline. My mom's my my legs are so hairy. I was I was thinking of what I should say about that. I was uh, going to say something about your mom. You can you can say like the like ones if you want. I just wanted to pick one that wasn't. I, I was just saying. I just said boys are like soda. Okay, I but like it. It's so random. It's just I, random enough. To try. Okay, okay, boys are like soda. They're always popping. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Your turn. Boys are like soda. Uh, they're just full of caffeine. They're not, but we're, we, they get better as we, as we go along. Eh, no just promises. Give us, just give us a break. We're yeah. going to get one or two good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Boys are like soda. Your parents would do well to not let their daughters have one. Okay. Okay. They're not good for you. Boys are like soda. They're not good for you. <laughs> That's stupid. Boys are like soda. They're worth about 25 cents. <laughs> yeah. Um, boys are like soda. They keep you up at night. Nice. That one is more accurate little than zinger, funny. Little zinger. Yeah. Boys <laughs> are like soda. Some of them are doctors. I like that. That's stupid. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a good one. <laughs> Some of them are doctors. Uh, oh man, boys are like soda. Oh shoot! I don't know. Maybe we should end in a good one. Uh, well, I, we could just keep I can, exploring. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to keep going, but I'm also ready to give up if you don't want to do it anymore. Boys are like soda. I mean, we proved our point. If we were going to make a point, I, I wanted to play a game, but they used to have cocaine. They used to have cocaine. <laughs> um, boys are like soda. They're wet inside. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it gets sticky. Boys are like soda. Sometimes it gets sticky. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> boys are like soda syrup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boys are like soda. Oh, I got a good one. Do, do it. Boys are like soda. Everybody likes a six pack. 
something like that. Hey, that's not something bad. about yeah. something about a six Constraints. pack. Come on, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. There's good elements. I don't think it was formed really well, but you get where that one's. Yeah, going. no, that's not bad. Boys are like soda. You enjoy them after work. I don't know. That's, that's good. I don't know. Boys are like soda. They look good when they perspire. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. They get a little sweaty in the heat. Something about sweat. Sweaty in the heat. So, because they do. They kind of they get moist. Moist. They also are moist. Yeah. Boys like soda. They also are moist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the cheap one because it's not necessarily the joke. It's, so it's just the word moist that's funny. Right. <laughs> no. Boys are like soda. Some are dark. Some, some are, are diet. Some are some are. I was gonna say some are diet free. It doesn't make any sense. Some are diet. I was gonna do with a diet or sugar free. Hmm. I feel like we've been focusing on the soda part and less on the boy part. Mm. Yeah, boys are like soda. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think we might have. Boys are like soda. Neither I, of them should have three legs. I mean, it's like that's a dumb. Mm. One. Yeah, I th- I feel like technically, there, so there's somewhere within the constraints. There's like the perfect joke, right? right. But the, the, it's hard to find. We have we aren't really practiced up. No, and the idea, but we came up the, with a couple okay is, ones. The idea is there is a really good one in there. That's, yeah, that's you could set up something really Some obscure. Of them are doctors. Doorknobs are like spiders. You could do something like that, and eventually, if you hammered it out, I'm sure there's a great one. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. and you know, of course, some comparisons, like some comparisons, like some constraints have more space, right? Than them. So that constraint was probably that was a pretty, pretty small minimal, one, which makes it harder yeah. to play. Yeah, I really like this idea. I, that's a fun game to play. It is fun. I'd be willing to do it again. I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'd want to have a better constraint one other than boys are like soda. <laughs> uh-huh. That was like, that was like a medium level difficulty of tagline guess, whatever you want to call this game. I'd call that a medium level mm-hmm. or it's kind of hard, but not the most obscure thing I've ever heard. Anyway, we can pass for now okay. if you want. That's a good game to play. I think if you're like a, doing a road trip and you're trying not to fall asleep because we did something like that. We, that was right. It was 20 questions. Mm. We were finishing a drive home and it was late and I was tired. I said, Zach, we need to play or talk so I don't fall asleep. And then when we thought to play that game, it was awesome because you're thinking really hard to play that game. Yeah. Do you remember? It just kept just, I was just suddenly like awake. It was awesome. So that's a simple game that I think could work, but the 20 questions was a more critical game to play. It made you think and your brain was just, Fire I have enough. a, I have just a question, just to see if you remember. But do you remember? Nebula. Do you remember which one? Horsehead. Oh my gosh! Good job, man. <laughs> you really, you got traumatized. But I was literally going to ask <laughs> just for the audience. I was yeah, going to ask. It, do you remember the question I asked you that stumped you? And I, I, I remember. Yeah, before you asked Nebula. It. Anyway, that's right. I, yeah, it bugged me because I never really played twenty questions before that evening. We played a mm-hmm. few games. But that was such a good uh, answer that you had. Nebula. Mm-hmm. It's it's so abstract. Such, such a good one. Thank you. Such a good one. I was but anyway. I was one question away, and that's mm-hmm. why it sucked. I almost got it. I used and to. I didn't get it because I didn't know what it was called. I was like, okay, it's it's yeah. It's not a milk. It's not a 
solar you, system. Yeah. There's the level, and then there's the, I can't, there's one, and I don't know what it is, and it's a right. collection of systems. That's a collection of systems. I don't know what that's called, Like, and I just yeah. couldn't get it. Yeah, like a nebula, because I think sucked. I think I remember explaining to you what a nebula was after that too. Cause, yeah, cause, you would cause have because I think you can conflated nebula and galaxy or something like that. I don't I remember which one. I missed it. So in the game Mass Effect, yeah. there's like a star map and it, it shows it pretty well. You have a planet, solar system, galaxy, and then nebulas. I think. But you can, or whatever the order is. So I was aware of it. I just couldn't remember what the order was and what mm-hmm. a nebula was. But I knew there was something missing and I couldn't. Yeah. And I may have, anyway. Nebula is just basically for one. the audience. It's like a huge, just big bunch of gas in space. That's all, it's all on fire basically. And so it's very colorful. Yeah. Uh, m- many of them are created by exploding stars or uh, colliding stars. Um, uh Basically, stars that explode are nebulas, but some nebulas are like super huge because there's a bunch of stars that exploded together and stuff. But basically, I, they're bigger than stars, like much bigger. I I can't remember the order. I think it's planet, uh, <clears throat> planet systems, galaxies, and then nebulas. I might have the order wrong. Yeah, I think they're galaxies within nebulas. Uh, that's they're not, but I don't remember. I don't. Yeah, know. because nebulas are like. Just exploded stars. So it would so, make more sense that mm-hmm. there are solar systems and nebulas and then nebulas in a galaxy. Solar system means like star system. Yeah, like I know. Each solar system pertains to one star. Mm-hmm. And so one star exploding yeah. is, the, is basically the same as a solar system. But technically speaking, nebulas can be super vast, like bigger than many solar systems. But mm-hmm. they're not bigger than a galaxy. There's like millions and billions of nebulas in our galaxy. Mm. Um. But yeah, anyway, that was that was correct. You, you remembered exactly the. I I used to play twenty questions with my family, and we got really abstract. Like we'd talk about, we wouldn't talk about nouns anymore. We'd talk about like concepts. Yeah, and that was really fun for Taxation. me. Taxation. Like, That's my. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a really hard one, you know. Yeah, and and it made it more fun because you'd have to get really specific. Like, is it a noun? That would be the first question we'd ask, <laughs> and then we'd think and be like, no, and be like, is it? It's an adjective, and, you know, and things well, like that. I think we got to the level of one of the, one of the first questions I'd ask or we'd ask is, is it on Earth? Because mm. there's all the space and we have Earth. Like, is it on mm. land? You know, no, I think you actually, that was kind of the crazy thing about that particular game. I'm pretty sure you asked, is it on Earth, like question number two. I think so. And I was like, oh, he's going to get this so quick. And then, and then Nebula was like... You were like, ah, you might have even said nebula, but I was like, but which one? Oh, I think I may have said horse head nebula without realizing that it doesn't have to be a specific one. Whatever. I was so close. You were close. I think I probably said horse head nebula and then you said nebula or something like that. And I was like, but which one? <gasps> that might have been it because yeah. that would have, that's not fun. Yeah. That one was like mean because you have to know a lot of nebulas. The, yeah. That's not fun. If that I, happened, whatever. If it did, I, I think I, I would, I think. Or here's probably this sounds more like something I do. I'd probably say what I what the answer is horsehead nebula, but nebula is acceptable. It's probably what I would have said because it's like who's gonna know like yeah. star A one five B T like <laughs> you know who if someone knows that star then you can have all my money and you can't Google it. But anyway, fun fact. Speaking about stars. Uh, I don't know if this is BS or not. I'm pretty sure it's not because I've read it from multiple sources, including NASA. But supposedly there's like a star collision that's expected sometime in the next year. Oh, 
That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say you named a star. No, 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 no. There's going to be, uh, there's a, basically a solar system where there's two stars orbiting each other in a decaying orbit. And it, they've been slowly getting closer and closer for years now. And they've observed it and they're, they're decaying. Their orbit has decayed so much that they anticipate they're going to collide. And it's not close enough that it's going to really affect earth other than it'll be visible in the night sky. Cool. It's gonna be. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be a little scary at first because it's gonna be the. It's, it's gonna, gonna super be the natural. It's gonna be the brightest thing in the night sky for the rest of our lives, basically. That's not not brighter than fact. the moon, I don't think. But like you know how brighter than the sun? No, 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 no. Okay, then not the brightest thing, but not the bright, not brighter than the brightest moon thing either. In space, that's visible on Earth in our lifetime. I yes, like that. Like yeah, minus the sun. I guess that's in space. <laughs> so like right now, the brightest thing is like Venus. Basically, Venus and Mars. Mars. Those are the brightest two things. And then, you know, not Polaris, but I can't remember the star. It's the, maybe it is Polaris. You know, it's, I don't know. That's the North Star. Mars and Venus is only bright because of the sun, though. It's not like, it's not like Mars is, whatever. Right. But the things that you look in the night sky, the the brightest things are the planets. Mm -hmm. And this, it's going to be bright. Sometime next year, you said? Uh, Yeah, within the next year, year and a half. I wonder if that's going to be like, I, I immediately think it's going to be where you have to wear, they're going to advise you wear shades or something. No. But if it was, I feel like I would have heard about it. You know, no, like, no, hey, everybody, I mean, this is a safety thing, kind of like, you should know. No. Yeah, no. right. No, it'll just be visible. It's like, it's like, a, it's going to look like a big bright star, like a very bright star. It's I not going to be. It's going to last probably like a few minutes. Uh, I, don't know. What, I don't know. Tens of thousands of years. Well, it's just going to stay there. You're going to see like, mm-hmm. well, like, like an exploding star. It did, how, how long, long does, does it take? explosion last? I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, well, what about a, so from a, a dying star? So, okay. So star explosions, basically what, how, how the universe works and stuff. So you got boom, star explodes and it just expands and gases go everywhere and they're very bright because it's an explosion and it lasts for a very long time. Now, eventually, uh the materials in that they can, you know, after tens of thousands of years, they can probably, the gravity can start to pull things back in and rematerialize into new stars or planetary systems and stuff. But they, but the, the expand, the initial expansion is going to last for a long time, which means the light is going to just emit for a long time. It'll just be like another nebula. Mm. And people are really, the scientists are really excited to watch a star collision because they, they've never seen like they'll get to take pictures of a star yeah, dying for the first time. This hasn't happened in, in our lifetime, not with the technology yeah. we have. The last one was something like two. The last one that they can actually calculate was something like a couple hundred years ago or something. And you, it's not visible with the naked eye because it's too far, but it is visible Where'd with the you telescope. Hear this? Is it a podcast? Um. I read first I read an article and I was like, is that real? Or is this one of those like clickbaity things? And so I looked at NASA and then I looked at one other place that I don't remember. Some Okay. Well some was scientific it wasn't journal. someone talking on a podcast then. No. Okay. No, no, not this one. I do listen By to By the lot way, of, um three things, two and a half things. Number one, quick story. I was in North Dakota with my siblings sliding out on the and a on a snowy hill at nighttime and I got down on my sled, looked at the sled and I remember seeing, cause I wasn't looking at the sky, everything lit up like it was daytime, but very white. 
obviously surreal. And I looked up, all starry-eyed. My siblings are just like staring at the sky. And they're like, what was that? And they go, that was a huge meteor. It went right across the sky. And I was like, ah, I didn't see it because I just looked down. Anyway, so that mm-hmm. was really, that's my only cool experience with uh, stars or anything. And uh, secondly, last week you mentioned, we were talking about psychedelics. I know that because... I listen to our own show. I usually don't, but I it was a good way to pass the time when I was out, so I listened to it. So that's half of it. And the other part is you mentioned that you listened to a podcast from Jordan B. Peterson, and I'm pretty sure I went and listened to that exact same one because everything you described was in that episode. But it, it, it wasn't how I would have described it. Like, Well, his description fit, though, so I think I listened to the same one. I listened to t- Jordan Peterson had two different yep. psychedelic ones. The first ones. half was a younger guy who... Oh, no, no. So I know the one you're talking about. That's the most recent one. And yeah. that one was the second total one. He had he did another one that okay. was purely about okay. psychedelics with the, with the guy. They notated his work in that second interview. He was the guy. I think he's from Caltech. I don't remember it for sure, but he actually interviewed the guy who did the experience. Yeah, well, then the one I saw was recent. There was two interviews in it. The first was a younger guy. Mm learn latin and whatever mm-hmm. and then the second one was an older guy who researched it and did it mm-hmm. and i don't know what this other video anyway i tried to watch to catch up but mm-hmm. I'll, I, I'll, t- I'll i'll send you the other one too okay it's it, that one was my favorite one i liked the one with the younger guy and the older guy too um they were interesting but i think the first one like i'm glad that i watched the second one with the context of the first one because the first one actually told you like how the drug works and yeah, how the that, experiments that, went and stuff i didn't get that much detail i obviously yeah you'll like the other one. that one was you'll like i'll send you that other one it's super cool <laughs> anyway i think i only mentioned that because i was just like well i'm glad this podcast episode isn't another this is what i heard on another podcast <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i think i i think it goes without saying if you guys don't listen to like the Jordan Peterson's podcasts he puts out, then it's totally worth your time because they're just smart and better than us. But I mean, stop listening to us <laughs> because we are more relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that Jordan Peterson will not be making fart jokes. Like we will. Yeah. We're trying he, to find the similarities if, between, well, actually I was going to take, take we, it back. We I got was the say, he won't those. be trying to, he won't be trying to find the similarities between boys and soda cans. But if he did, I would want to listen to that. From a psychological perspective. Yeah. <laughs> no. And that's you rescuing the carbohydrates <laughs> <laughs> from the belly of the whale. Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. I, uh, um, <clears throat> No, I went, I went on an astronomy binge this week. After I heard about that, I was like, I wonder, here's what I learned recently, is YouTube has lectures on everything. And I, and I was thinking, wait a minute, I've always wanted to learn astronomy. Why don't I look up and see if they've got free lectures posted on YouTube? And they have a ton. I was like, why am I not listening to these? Um, once I clicked on one of them, I realized why I don't, because like the, <laughs> the quality was terrible. Yeah. Like the audio quality was like laptop microphone and and Skype Zoom call, but with the lady this far away and excited yeah. like this, and like and she wasn't very succinct, and her you know it was just like not it wasn't pleasant to listen to. If I find a more pleasant to listen to, I listened to about two and a half hours of it, 
And then I was like, okay, I'm Just learning a, a little bit. My ears are tired from right. trying to process this. Precisely. Yeah. Plus, plus, like, the, it wasn't like I got an intro to astronomy. I kind of already have that, but I wanted, like, a Proper slightly... course. With- yeah, intermediate astronomy. Because I've got a pretty good general understanding of it, but I'd like a little bit more complex before it goes straight into quasars and all this stuff. That's how she said it, quasars. Um, but then... She was talking about neutron stars and like the science behind uh, behind um, pulsar uh, emissions when stars explode and die. So they she was talking about how they explode and die and the gases live forever. But then there's a there's a small this is this is cool. It's something to talk about. But basically, what's left over the gravity, um, the big the heaviest substance that's left over like merges to this very extremely compact, very gravit like. Um, like mass like what is the word extremely heavy mass it's the heaviest thing in the universe dense thank you um like a teaspoon of this stuff is something like ten thousand pounds or something it's like super heavy and the gravity is so strong that it pulls in just all this all that mass and stuff and then the gas just gets left over and they because it's so much mass in such a small space and it just went through a pretty intense explosion it spins so fast. It's it's in the tens of thousands of miles. It's it's in it might be in the millions of miles an hour. It's just spinning like crazy. And then that spinning um you know, small planet-sized massive huge just ball of dense material uh it spins and it emits uh electrons and light basically. But because it only does it at one release point at the top of it if you catch the rotation correctly, uh, it looks like blinking in the sky based on based on our like telescopes and scanners and radars and all that. And so people have found like a bunch of these pulsar stars and stuff that are just out in the universe because they'll see like blinking. And at first scientists were freaked out because they thought it was like aliens trying to talk to us. But it's really it's actually just super, super duper fast spinning planet like stars that are just really, really, really heavy. I was really interested in learning about that. And you can only find like some of them because you have to be caught. You have to be in the orbital rotation of that, that it's basically like a laser beam that's shooting Mm -hmm. out from this planet. That's just like spinning like this. So we can always see some of them. Yeah. Almost like a hundred, like maybe barely 1% of them can we see because we just happen to be right in that line Mm -hmm. of sight of that laser beam that, it's not a laser beam, but whatever that's called. I don't know. I think it kind of counts as a laser. Yeah, it's like a it's like a hori- like a electron horizon. The rest of the gravity is so intense that it holds it in, but because it's spinning a certain way, the other way there's not as much. I don't know. I don't know how it works. It well, I, that actually is whatever. Yeah. I don't know what it is a laser, but I do you know what laser stands for? It's an acronym. Light. Um. Unless you know it, I don't think you could guess it, you know? Like, mm. you've heard it before, then you I've can probably heard figure it, it out. But if you've never heard it before, I don't if think... If I recall, it actually spelled with a Z. Nope. L-A-S-E-R? <clears throat> yeah. It's like light something, R emission something. I don't know. You got two of them. Light, blank, blank, emit... Emitter, emissions... Emission, that's what it is. Yeah, I anyway, remember that. Light much. emission, those two. Light, light 
and it's not and I the ands and ofs are omitted from acronyms. Yeah, articles. Okay, I can, I'll just tell you. You can tell you me. Yeah, I got two of them. Light amplification. Thank you. Feel free to jump in if you think you know it. Light amplification, or just pass and let me light do it. Amplification. Light amplification by by blank emission of it could light. be solar, but I don't think it's solar. Nope. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna uh, cringe when you tell me, but tell light me light amplification by stimulated hmm. emission of radiation. Yep. Correct. Light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Okay, so I was like, three or five. Is that star thing? Is that what's the difference between a laser and light? I actually don't know. That's what I was just thinking about. Mm. Well, I guess all lights are radiation Lasers, being emitted. You know? emitted. Uh, yeah, so I don't, but I don't know, know that it's amplified. Maybe that's the difference. Mm, yeah, because ampli- like amplification is is a process. And yeah. Light doesn't. I don't know that light. Naturally well, like amplifies the, like itself. Like the sun hitting us isn't being amplified or reflected. You it's know? just light. Yeah. Right. So unless so light maybe re- the mass light reflected it? is a laser. Man, we're so ignorant to physics and stuff. But like maybe the maybe the mass of the sun affects it to where it does amplify it. I don't know. Certainly, like sunstorms and like um, what do they call those? Sun flares. Sun flares. Like certainly those are emitted, <laughs> but does that consider amplification of light? It's certainly amplification of radiation, at least emission of because like every time one of those flares happens at the Earth, it like literally hits us with a wave of radiation. That's what causes the aurora borealis. Duh. You know what I'm talking about? I can imagine it. But like I don't the northern know lights. That. I know the northern lights are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are basically that's radiation, like the atmosphere catching radiation rays from the sun, and, and solar flares happen. People are like. You can watch the solar flare happen, and it takes like seven minutes for the light to reach Earth, and so we can predict how long the flares will take to get here physically. The light gets here really early, but like a couple weeks later or something, it'll hit the atmosphere, and so like sky watchers will know Uh, big solar storm. So let's go watch the aurora borealis on this date at this time in this location, mm. and then they can just watch a huge. That's how they know like um, like down in like like North and South Dakota. Sometimes they'll get like a like, like they'll get notified, hey, just so you know, we got a big one, and so we can probably see it from here. And, you know, it's south. It's just south enough that you can still kind of see it from there, but it has I mean, to be a really big. it's just north enough? Does that make more sense? Uh, no, because in the north, there's almost always some of those going on because the north, the north side is, well, both poles. Mm-hmm. Because of the way, so, like, imagine here's the earth, it's round. The atmosphere is also round. Uh, when the light radiation that's getting hit head on, imagine it's just getting absorbed by the atmosphere and dissipated. But on the edges, it's like it's reflecting off. Mm-hmm. That's so it makes sort of like this cone around it. And when it reflects well, off, you can <clears throat> like imagine skipping a stone off of it. Well, it's going to create little so, ripples. You said South and North Dakota are, are just south enough to right. see the northern lights. You I mean, think they're just north just enough. North, yeah, you're right. That's why you're I was right. like, okay, my bad. I, I miss misnomer, but. But basically, imagine skipping a rock uh-huh. off the water. There's just enough resistance there that it's going to go past it instead of through the water. But in leaving, it's going to leave ripples. And that's what the northern lights are, basically. It's like ripples of radiation skipping off the atmosphere. So anyway, uh, they're really cool. I've never actually seen them in person, but they're some of the coolest. Like, I wish my room looked like northern lights. 
It's like I'm my, sure they have some nice, stupid northern light projector things you just put your thing where it's really just a video shooting colors on your. Yeah, I'm sure you could do that. Maybe I was just I was thinking during that I don't think I've seen like a high quality video of the northern lights. I I know generally what they look like because I've seen clips or I've seen it in movies, mm-hmm. but I don't know how accurate that actually is. I want to see <clears throat> the footage from someone actually there mm-hmm. looking at it. Like I should look that up. I'm sure it's all over the internet. You know, it's on my bucket list. It's one of the things I want to do very soon. <laughs> you have to go. A good idea too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, would, yeah. I just meant like generally, like a video. I don't know that I've seen hmm. real. You know, like we've seen the moon in video. I'd actually like to see the 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 aurora borealis on both sides of the earth if I can. That'd be cool. Well, I don't know how often, different. I don't know how often it happens on the South Pole because a lot of the South Pole atmosphere is kind of deteriorated um yeah there's like a bunch of yeah there's just not much atmosphere down there protecting the earth from radiation they actually like a lot of people they wear hazmat suits well not like they have to wear they can dress warm but like if they're gonna be out for a long time they like have to you know just be careful about radiation exposure and stuff (sighs) even though it's really cold but it doesn't get a lot of direct sunlight either, so they're not extremely worried. I don't know. Anyway, it is interesting. I think it'd be cool. I know that it happens in the North Pole a lot. It makes like a little crown. I wonder how often. Planet. I would think, I think, I don't know why I think it's every year, but if it is, or however frequent it is, why is it that frequent? And if it, that is if it is frequent, or is it completely irregular? It's just completely dependent on the sun. And then if it is irregular, by average, how often should you expect it? Once a year, one year, and then five years, and then six months? Like, I have no idea. It's just... It, I, would think it's, yeah. I would think it's kind of random, but that there'd be a median or an average to where it's like, you should expect one about every year. Or what, I, I would think there's a general, but it, I don't know. It is li- literally, you could watch, if the people who watch the sun know exactly when they're going to get, when they're going to happen. Because Do you know how the far sun, advanced they know? Is it? You said I think it two takes weeks. A couple, I, I don't know that. I Don't quote me on that. But it's, it's so like it takes seven minutes from, for light to get from the sun to the earth. And in that time, you can see when it, the sun's basically burping out a bunch of hydrogen and helium all the time. That's what those flares are. And it gets lit on fire on the way out because it's really hot. Um, but when it does that, it just launches it into space. And, you know, the Earth is not always in its trajectory, but since the sun's always burping stuff out, um, you know, there's we're running into all kinds of, of these flares. Now, sometimes the sun burps out huge solar flares. And then you can pa- track the trajectory of that, and you can see, oh, this is going to intercept with Earth in a couple weeks or something. And then you know. Yeah, but you don't know how long that actually is. You don't know if it's I, two weeks. I don't, think it's, it's, I don't think it's more than a month, and I know it's not sooner i'm pretty sure it's whatever not it is two weeks. it's obviously a sufficient amount of time to where people can travel mm-hmm. around the globe to get there you know sure. so that's pretty cool that they can know that far ahead that's it's another re- meteorologists have to know all that stuff too because it can affect weather patterns and stuff too because because radiation you know like mm-hmm. anything else if it's going to hit the earth dead on in the center it's going to just send a heat wave you know, boom, like right into this cold area might get hurricanes and stuff. You know, you just have to watch the sun because the sun's always burping stuff out at you. It is, but it is all completely dependent on the sun. I think it happens kind of frequently because the sun's always kind of, it's just always burping stuff out. Now, sometimes a huge flare happens and then, you know, this is going to definitely be 
it's going to have the northern lights are definitely going to happen. Like when you're watching it, it's that's another one of those weird things where watching it, you don't like realize like like it, you just look at it, it's like wow, pretty lights, but what's actually happening is like this violent sun's trying to kill you kind of thing. Yeah, it's so awesome. Literally, universe is like I'm going to freaking send this this bleh, death to everybody death because rates. we have right. Like literally, I'm shooting you right now with the sun. And, and then Earth the Earth is like, is just virginity like, shield activate. <laughs> Chastity belt. <laughs> That'd be a really funny name for a constellation of stars. What? The Orion's belt and then Chastity belt. The Orion's <laughs> Chastity belt. No. <laughs> Those are two different systems. <laughs> One of them's like Orion's belt and... The panor pans over to across to more stars. And Chastity belt. You know. Yeah. But no, I was saying... It's sort of like the, more feminine looking. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <clears throat> Smaller stars. Yeah. Orion's belt's like three big stars, and it's like an arch, and then chastity belt's like three inverted. It's like a bikini version. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was. it, it is cool. I, I hope I can find a better quality lectures to listen to on that space stuff, because... Like, again, getting thrown right in the middle of a pretty intense, like, they were, like, building on their previous lessons. And so I had to, luckily, I kind of knew some of the terminology, and so I was able to follow a little bit. But that in tandem with the quality of the sound and the, you know, the visuals and the audio was just like, this is not worth it. Mm-hmm. The lady seemed pretty smart. Like, she knew what she was talking about. She also kind of talked about herself, like, more than I cared about. And it was like... Like maybe this is more of this is like the stereotype of those scientists that are really good specialists. But she was talking about her like cats and stuff and like how she's single. And I was like, okay, but what about space? You know, I was like wanting to know that. And she'd be like, also, I think about my cat stands into my heart. Also, my cats are in my heart. And I have a dog named Pencil. I don't remember the dog's name. Pencil. You come up with, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your dog's name? Pencil. Rudolph. Oh, it's, oh, pencil. <laughs> Same. I know it's not important. But oh, it's, I it's thought, just funny. Though. I thought I heard pencil. <laughs> oh, Rudolph! I heard pencil. <laughs> I I should use. I just that. misheard like, you because I get people's names wrong sometimes, and usually yeah. it's usually it's in the same vein, like same amount of letters or same. It sounds similar. You can understand why. But a few times I've made the mistake to where, wow, I was way off. I need to go, you know, <laughs> so say, pencil? so I would say Margaret is my guess, but it's actually Angie. So <laughs> yeah. like, what's your name? Margaret? Angie. Oh, Angie. I heard Margaret. Like I need to, I need, that'd be a good way to own the joke and make it funny. Yeah. <laughs> to point out how stupid you are. For and Margaret. <laughs> sounds Pretty similar. Like it's an easy mistake to make. <laughs> you like I'm sure people make that mistake for you all the time. Don't people probably could keep calling you Margaret. <laughs> sounds like- I bet you're sick of hearing that. <laughs> yeah, I need to remember that joke for when I get someone's name wrong. Yeah. Hey, we brought it back to jokes. Yeah. And I that's a new joke that I'm gonna try to use. I like doing those, like preparing for situations with jokes. Oh yeah. I told you about another one I, I had in my head recently, I think. I don't remember what it was, though. Like, when it happens, I'll know what to do, because I'll be like, oh, I, th- I planned this. Speaking of which, 
there have been several times where I'm like, oh, I got to use that joke when this happens, and then I completely forget about it. Mm-hmm. Don't think I'll forget about this one because it's been recorded. But yeah. there have been a lot of times when we think, oh, that's a great joke. I'm going to use that, and then we forget. So that's a bummer. Yeah. I think you were trying to think of one. Yeah. Or, like, I do that with not just jokes, but, like, situa- just yeah. situations where it's, like, the coolest thing to say in this situation. You've got automated this. responses for certain situations. You got mm-hmm. you have a, a go-to line in your script for when, the, when X happens. Like, I like to think we all have those, but I think between you and I, we have some that are more, what's the word? Clever? Mm-hmm. That's the word? Goat, whatever. So I need to have more of those on hand. I, I Okay, so like here's one the other day, like one I had prepared for. I don't do this often, but a long time ago, I, 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 if I ever spill my drink by accident, I yeah, hardly ever do. That's a good do. example. Well, no, this is a, I figured out a different thing. I, I have one for if other people spill their drink by accident, and I have one for if I spill my drink, but I never do. But the mm. other day, like I went on Saturday to the bar by myself, which is a little sad, but it was fun for me because like I got to talk to a bunch of strangers. But uh, so I went, and then um, I was like eating chicken tenders and watching the Olympics, and it was awesome. But then I like went to reach while I was watching something and <laughs> spilled my drink down. And everyone went, ooh, party foul, you know, like the thing. And I, my first instinct was, oh, embarrassment. But then I was like, no, nope, I planned for this. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, thank God. I saved it. <laughs> it was poisoned. And I like look at the guy and I said, it was poisoned. And then, <laughs> and then of course, he laughed. And then the girl came over with the towel. And mm-hmm. I said, I don't know if you heard me, but I uh, <laughs> saved myself because it was poisoned. And then she, anyway, I was just like being dumb. But yeah, well, you had, you had some ready. Good. So- I saved me. It was poisoned. So what's the one, tell everybody know, what's the one for if someone else spills their drink? If someone else spills their drink and it's just, if I have like water, you know, if I have something, if it's like on the carpet and everybody I can gauge the situation, drink. You have right. your own drink. So imagine I've got a glass of water or some light beer, something that's not going to affect the floor forever. Someone spills their drink on my carpet. It's like, oh, and they're all embarrassed. Like I have plant, I have a plan where I'd be like, oh, it's no problem. And then I'll spill my drink. I got that idea from my grandma who did that. But I was like, that's one of those. I'm prepared in my head to do this because yep. it instantly, boom, relieves the tension. It's a little bit funny. Um, it, puts the, it puts the responsibility of the cleaning it up on me because I've done it myself. So, And I, that, I'd want to clean it up anyway. It's only, it's only a good response it's if, a good, if it's yeah, not going to damage the floor. This isn't a good example, really, but it's related because I was just talking about it with my friend a couple nights ago. Uh, I can't remember how we were talking about it. I said, I have an answer ready for this question, which is a question nobody should ever ask. But someone did ask me this question once, and I was ready. Mm. Someone asked me, what's your favorite kind of air? Right? Like, who asked that? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite kind of air? And I go, freshly diced. And like, I said, a fan. I like a fan. Anyway, yeah. but freshly diced is my favorite type of air. Mm. So I told you it wasn't a good example. But it's nice to have, I want to say automated responses. It doesn't sound quite right. Having answers ready for specific questions or situations. Yeah, just being prepared. Yeah. Because if you can have those ready, yeah, it's easier than like being, being smart, smart on the, on the fly. spot. You literally do your homework first and just have the answers written, mm-hmm. and you're ready for some of these in case they show up on the test. That is life. Yeah, I used to like. I think that you could practice having answers on the spot, but you'd have to just be keep doing it all the time. And there's not a lot of situations where people come up with things that you have to have an answer for on the spot. But like, I know some people who are so are so good on their toes. That like I just have to sit and marvel at them. Like, how did you think that that quickly? And mm. I I think I'm actually like you and I are probably pretty quick response people, but you know, like we could be so much better as far as yeah, that's the real quick, stinger, quick, isn't it? 
Yeah. Can always be better. Yeah. Like a, a certain, like s- certain, like some of my great uncles, like they'll be, you'll be talking to them or something and you'll say something and they'll just instantly have a quip that they can just joke. And every, it's very funny to everybody. It's like, how did they come up with that that quick? Mm-hmm. It's just cause he's been doing that forever, you know? Anyway. And so I'm like, I was inspired by, by a couple different people in that way where it's like, they just always knew the thing to say. That was the funny thing. And it's like, man, I wish I knew the funny thing. Sometimes I do. Anyway, I think that there's hope for us still. (laughs) So this would be a good time for me to say that we haven't made a Patreon yet, but if we did, (laughs) the first thing we'd be raising money for is a third microphone. It'll be under the table. Yeah. So you can get a nice close up of that long, wet, gargly, wet (laughs) fart that Zach just did. Like, I burp a lot. I think you hear that throughout the show. Zach farts a lot, and we're missing out. Yeah. It's not fair. So, yeah. We, how funny would that be? There's a show, and there's a microphone by someone's butt in case that happens on the show for that reason. Just that's, there's a, there's that's a the separate fart track mic. on the roadcaster, and you see the meter go up. Like yeah. that's for farts only. Yeah, so that's and so it's like dumb. it's like an arm that's attached under the table yeah, that yeah, can move but wherever. That's so stupid though. But farts gonna carry through. And then you repurpose that mic as the guest mic. <laughs> <laughs> You pull the arm out like this. It's just fart. You keep it away from your face when you give it to them like it stinks. They're like, oh, is this thing on? (laughs) 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 So dumb. (laughs) She wears. Hey, that joke is funny because of the constraints we made for it. Yeah. Fart mic. Hey, let's end it there because I said so. All right. That's that's ending on a good note. That by the way, I wonder if I think that fart will be barely audible. It was long. It was it was very clear for me. It was great. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to the listening show. No matter what. You'll hear us later and next time. Enjoy your genitals this week. <laughs>